0: Welcome to On the Way, where we walk through scripture in episodes that are short enough that you can listen to them on the way to your destination and deep enough to help you on the way to becoming who God created you to be. We are being sanctified. We've not yet reached perfection. We are not yet in heaven, but we are on the way. Welcome to episode 20 of On The Way. This is our 12th episode in the book of Hebrews, and this is the last episode in this season. That's right, we made it all the way through Hebrews. Today we're going to do the last two chapters, 12 and 13, and next semester I think we're going to dive into the book of Luke. There are some very famous verses in the last two chapters of Hebrews, and many of them come in the form of warnings. These Hebrew Christians were commanded to remain faithful to Jesus because whatever persecution or pain that they face in this world, God will not abandon his people. We read these warnings all the way through this letter, and every time we see that the author isn't trying to make us afraid of God, but we should be afraid of the consequences if we reject his wisdom. His instructions are good and they are trustworthy, so follow them. Hebrews 13 says, I urge you, dear brothers and sisters to pay attention to what I have written in this brief exhortation. The author is saying, hey, listen, pay attention. I kept this letter short and I only put the really important stuff in there because I wanted you to really know who you're following and why you're following him. Lean in. These instructions are good and beneficial. His benediction says, now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead, our Lord Jesus the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified our eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him, all glory to him forever and ever. Amen. May he produce in you every good thing that is pleasing to him. This is what God wants for us. So let's look at one of these warnings. We'll jump back to Hebrews chapter 12, and we'll do verses 1 through 4. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with perseverance the race God has set before us. When I played basketball in high school, the cool thing to do was to wear these weights around our ankles all day at school. The idea was that wearing the weights would build our muscles so that when we weren't wearing the weights, namely on the basketball court, that we'd be able to run faster and jump higher. And I'm not sure if that worked or not because the running faster and jumping higher thing never happened for me, but the imagery uh, uh, is the same as the imagery the author of Hebrews is giving us here. He's saying, take off the weights. We've got a race to run. And what are the weights? He says the weights in this metaphor are sin. And how do we strip ourselves of sin? Well, verse two tells us, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Jesus builds our faith muscles. He is the champion of our faith. He is the one who is perfecting us, preparing us for the race. Then the author talks about how Jesus avoided sin. He kept his eyes on things above, not on things of this world. Verse two continues, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Not yet. You will, because when sin entered the world, death came into the world. Sin will eventually take your life, but it hasn't yet. So keep running the race. Okay, so let's talk about the sin that the author is talking about that that will slow us down. What does our struggle against sin actually look like? What exactly is the sin the author of Hebrews is talking about? I think this is pretty important because Hebrews 12 14 says, Those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Wow, okay, God's standard is perfection. Be holy or go to hell. And to this, Sometimes I feel pretty discouraged. I kind of feel like, well, I've lost that battle. I'm definitely not holy because I sinned today. Well, if we're thinking like that, then we still have not grasped what holiness is. Holiness is not about our actions. It is not about our behavior. Holiness is all about our relationship with Jesus. So how do we know that? Well, verse 16 tells us, Make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau who traded his birthright as the firstborn for a single meal. Okay, this is deep. So what is the author's example of sin? Esau. Now, wait a minute. Wasn't Esau tricked out of his birthright? Well, yes. He was tricked just like Eve was tricked. She was tricked in the garden by a snake. And in both cases, they sinned. Because sin in this case is choosing to follow or choosing to obey someone other than God. Eve was tricked by the Satan and followed the Satan's lies rather than God's wisdom. And Esau was deceived by Jacob. So Esau surrendered his relationship with his father for a meal. Now, why is it we're, we're so tempted by food? Eve gives up her inheritance for some kind of fruit. And Esau gives it up for some kind of stew. Remember, Esau comes in from hunting. He's exhausted. He's weary. He's starving. And his deceptive brother, Jacob, has some stew. Esau says, feed me, Jacob. Jacob says, okay, but give me your inheritance. And Esau is so consumed by his desire for food that he gives up his inheritance. And that is the sin that the author of Hebrews is referring to when he says that we should fight against sin. He's saying there's going to be times in your life when you are weary, when you are vulnerable and beat down, your body will be exhausted and you will be weak. And in those times, you will be tempted to stop following Jesus, to believe the Satan's lies and reject God's wisdom. And as a result, in those weak moments, you will be tempted to give up your eternal inheritance. But persevere. Run the race. Fight the good fight. Because stopping the race, turning your back on God and his inheritance for you is the ultimate sin. Persevere. Hebrews 12 goes on to talk about God's encounter with Israel on Mount Sinai. The people were so terrified of God up on the mountain that only Moses was willing to go up and meet with God. Then he says, how much more terrifying is it to meet with God on Mount Zion, the heavenly mountain? Yet we can come to Mount Zion boldly. Verse 26 says, when God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things, eternal things, will remain, he's saying. Verse 28 says, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe, for our God is a devouring fire. This is a shock and awe passage. It's, it's a peace through strength passage. If you think the world is dangerous, just look at God. Keep your eyes on him, because he holds the keys to your eternity. Set your eyes on things above. The good news is that this terrifying lion that God is, is good, and he's full of grace. Chapter 13 is some concluding words from the author, and and they're focused on the importance of supporting each other. Build each other up so that you won't fall into the trap of those who will attempt to mislead you. I love verse 14 and 15. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Could your praise to God be categorized as a sacrifice of praise? This is my big complaint with online church that we've, we've tried to replace real church with in so many Christian circles today. And don't get me wrong, I love church online. I think it's a great tool that we can use, but it is not a replacement for real church. When I think of a sacrifice of praise, I don't picture a guy sitting in his Lazy Boy watching church on TV. A sacrifice of praise is a physical posture. It's proclaiming our allegiance to Jesus, to the whole world. It's giving. It's giving sacrificially and extravagantly. It's giving up something physical in recognition that this world is not our home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. It's a home coming because our new home is coming. Heaven is coming. So take heart. Run the race with perseverance. And that's the book of Hebrews. We're going to take a break for the next few months. The next season, we're going to study the book of Luke. If you're getting together with a group to discuss this episode, we've included some discussion questions in the show notes. And if you have time, spend a few moments in prayer before you're gathering. Ask God to use these passages to form you into the person he created you to be. Thank you for joining me for this episode of On The Way. Here are the discussion questions for this episode. Number one. Hebrews 12.1 tells us that sin will slow us down in the race God has set before us. On a practical level, how does sin remove our perseverance? Number two, Jesus was able to endure the cross by keeping his eyes on eternity. What are some ways that we can daily focus on heaven? Number three, read Genesis 25, 29-34. Why does the author of Hebrews describe Esau's behavior as sinful? Number four, Hebrews 13.15 says, Let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. How would you describe a continual sacrifice of praise to God? Number five, what is one thing you have learned about the book of Hebrews that you plan to remember forever?